Hello, guys. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode with Crochet Conversations. Wow. Okay. Thank you for the intro, Mel. Not bad, right? Not bad. I've been practicing. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're gonna cover something that was submitted to us um, by a longtime listener and supporter of our brand. She wants to know if I can share some tips or shed some light onto modifying patterns. Mm. And I originally was gonna keep this as a quick questions, mm-hmm. but I think that it would be way, way, way too long to keep it under just a quick questions. And I think that it's nice to have you around because you sort of give me the view of an audience, right? Yeah. Somebody with not so much experience in crochet. <laughs> with very, very limited experience, yes. Well, but it helps me not delve into too much and not use too much jargon. Yeah. I, can, I can help to answer, uh, to ask all the questions that you guys probably have. Yeah. So today, let's talk about modifying patterns. Oh. And... Um, in the recent weeks, this this question has sort of popped up a little bit, so I think it's sort of perfect mm-hmm. for me to discuss. And it's actually not so simple as it sounds. It's modifying patterns. It doesn't patterns. sound simple at all, oh, actually. Is it? And yeah, at least not to me. <laughs> like, like, yeah, I use a pattern, okay, but why would I want to modify a pattern, you know? So for me, I love modifying patterns yeah, because I, I think it... I mean, that's just who I am, yeah, right? Yeah. I buy clothes from the store and I bring it back and resew something onto yeah. it. It's just who I am. I love changing things up and making it my own. I mm-hmm. love modifying things. Mm-hmm. So when I first tried my hand at modifying something, it was a little bit of a learning curve for me. Mm. Because in my mind, um, it should be pretty simple. But it wasn't. Right. And it's something that I've had to learn and sort of break down into workable steps for me. Yeah, okay. But like, when do you start, um, you know, modifying patterns? Like, when you just started? How experienced were you um, then? I think I started modifying patterns when I wanted to create my own uh, stuff, basically. Mm. I'm no longer just buying patterns off, off, off the internet and recreating it. It's, it. I really only started modifying things when I wanted to create my own product that was unique to me or to my, my own style of doing things. So... Almost a hundred percent. No, that's not almost hundred percent. Almost ninety percent. Ninety-nine percent. Okay, almost a hundred percent. So ninety-nine percent of the things you see on our website, or that I post on my Instagram, that is made by me, is Your my own, own pattern. pattern. Yeah. So that's you true. can't yeah. find this pattern anywhere else. Mm. So for that reason, it makes it very easy for me to know who copied my pattern or not. Okay, but sidetrack. Yeah, <laughs> but. That's when I really had to struggle a lot with deciding how I want to do it and not just do it once, but find a way to make it consistent for myself. So in this episode, I'm going to break down all the different steps you can take when it comes to approaching the topic of modifying patterns for the first time. Okay. So I have isolated five different steps that we can take. Okay, so let's talk about the very first thing that you need to know when you modify a pattern is that you need to be very extremely comfortable with the uh, original pattern. Oh, okay. Whether it's the stitch pattern or the actual pattern of the say the product itself. Let's talk about a bag. Okay, let's just say a bag. Mm-hmm. If you want to modify that pattern, you first need to know, you need to sort of have a basis, right? If you're going to work this, this bag in, say, a double crochet, okay, and you want to know how to modify, you need to be so comfortable with it that you know the you- extended double crochet, you know the linked double crochet, you know the starting double crochet and foundation double crochet. All okay. of these are different things relating to double crochet. So you're not saying that 
uh, I need to know the pattern or this specific pattern inside out. Um, you're saying that I need to like my knowledge of uh, the stitches, for example, should be more advanced. Um, you need to be comfortable with recreating this product without looking at a written pattern. Uh, you okay. just need to know it inside out. Hmm. You know, so say if I want to create a swatch of double crochets, you don't need a pattern. You understand yeah, how correct. it works. Yeah. You know, you do a foundation okay. row of maybe 10 or 20 and you do your turning chain and you start building in. You just need to know it at the back of your hand. Understand, yeah. Okay, okay. so that's the very first thing. You need to understand the basis of the foundation chain, whether you work into the front loops or you work under both loops or you work into the back bumps, all of which create different a different look. Hmm. And you need to understand how that plays into the final products of your work. So basically, before I even do it, I should already know how it's supposed to look like. Yes, for right? sure. Okay. Before you even start modifying something, you need to have an idea of what you're trying to modify. <laughs> right, okay. Okay, but before you can even think about it, you need to be super comfortable with your work. Yeah, yeah. You know, if I ask you to recreate this uh, handbag, now you should be able to do it just grab a yarn, grab a hook, sit down and start doing yeah, it. Yeah, so definitely not something a beginner should Definitely attend. not. This is not for a beginner's level of crochet. Yeah. So like I mentioned about the different advanced double crochets, a starting double crochet is very different from a chain up three that acts as a double crochet. Okay, And yeah. you need to be so familiar with that because then you have all the tools in your arsenal to sort of modify and create something that is different and is your own. Yeah. Right? You need to understand the purpose of the chain up. You need to understand why you chain up a certain thing. So, yeah. for example, some people will tell you that double crochets, you chain up two. Some of the patterns will say chain up three and some other will say chain up four. Mm. You need to understand why they tell you to do that and what the purpose is. Mm. Which means you need to sort of create the whole product once to see whether it actually plays a part. Yeah. You know, let me give you an example. The When you do a granny square, the chain up two in the corners for all granny squares, mm. you could do a chain up three. You could do a chain one if your chain one is extremely loose. Yeah. It's not going to have an effect in your work because ultimately you're working into the chain space, mm -hmm. not the stitch itself. Okay. So however many chain stitches you put there is not going to play too big or not to affect yeah. your work too much. Yeah. Then that's just for the granny square, right? That's mm -hmm. just particularly for a granny square. So sometimes in my classes, I will tell them that you can modify the granny square if you feel that a chain up two is too tight and mm. it makes your work buckle in the corners, mm. then you might want to maybe chain up three, for example. Right. So you need to understand the purpose and why you're doing it. Only then can you decide for yourself, I'm going to change this bit, Yeah. for example. You need to also understand the stitch repeat and the row repeat. Because of that pattern, right? Okay. Of any particular pattern. Because when you modify it, that's, what really, that's really what you're changing. Mm. You're changing the stitch repeat and the row repeat. It's a lot easier to change the row repeat because your foundation chain doesn't move. But when you're doing a stitch repeat, your foundation chain sort of changes. Okay. So that's why it's so important as the very first step to modifying anything is to understand what you're doing in the first okay. place. So to, to, to get this right again, um, even like um, chaining up two or like, you know, changing the chain up three and all that, mm -hmm. it's already considered as modifying the pattern already. It is, even yeah. If as simple as something like just doing extra chain. Yeah. In fact... Um, when they give you a pattern, when there's a pattern that you buy and it says this this pattern is done in multiples of, you know, three, for example, mm. and they say start with chain nine, a simple way of modifying it is just don't start with chain nine. Just if they tell you it's in multiples of three, nine, twelve, fifteen, it's all going to work. So if you want to sort of 
dip your toes in find a pattern and do it in a multiple of your choosing okay don't do it in the particular size that the pattern tells you to do it just follow the stitch repeat the multiples of whatever it is okay okay and that's a very easy way to modify. to modify something. So even changing the size of something like that in clothes, for example, uh-huh. is already considered a simple modification. What about if I use a different hook size or entirely different material? Would that be considered as modifying as well? Not really. As long as your number is same, it's you are doing the exact same pattern. Okay. It's just going to come out differently for you in your different hook size. Mm. But the pattern build up itself is different. Okay. So when people talk about modifying patterns, they are talking about the build up or the construction itself. Okay. And as a crocheter, you need to understand it well enough to be able to reverse engineer it oh. and then rebuild it up, which is why I say it's so important to understand your work. Yeah, yeah. You can't just give, you know, any random person something in the industry they're not familiar with and tell them to reverse engineer it. Yeah, yeah, that's you true. first need yeah. to be good at the engineering of it. Yeah, yeah. Right. So that's what that's what is similar in crochet where you need to be familiar with the engineering of the crochet yeah. itself. Because before you can even change anything in the first Correct. place. Yeah, yeah. That's right. The next thing would just be to go slow. Go slow. Don't rush into trying to modify something. Go as slow as you need to. Take your time really to get familiar with the pattern. Don't try to rush into modifying something before you've really plotted it out or Mm. charted it out or or have gotten familiar with it. Mm. I find that initially when I was first starting, I was very impatient and I wanted to just modify my own there and then. So I just tried to do things on the fly. And that absolutely does not work. And mm. if I think about it, I probably spend more time trying to rectify my small mistakes I did on things that the like way to modifying things yeah. rather than actually adjusting the modification itself. So you mean like just changing it a little bit, like a little bit and experimenting? Yeah. Don't don't immediately you know. do don't immediately chain like a, a treble crochet cluster into like a you know a a popcorn stitch or <laughs> okay. you know or don't immediately change a puff stitch into yeah. a two together stitch for right. example okay or don't immediately do a shell and change it into a v stitch because you don't know how that's going to affect the stretch or the the ease oh, of your work okay, later yeah. on that makes sense you know start with maybe replacing a double with a half double yeah or replacing Something a double similar. with a chain yeah you know or replacing a single with a treble or, or, mm. or something easy like this something that doesn't really affect the stitch count but the stitch itself is different mm. okay so that's what i mean by go slow okay having said that what i like to do is when i try when i'm trying to modify a pattern i always do up a swatch in the actual let's say stitch okay let's just say we're doing a stitch pattern mm-hmm. we're trying to modify a stitch pattern itself say the lemon peel stitch because that's what i'm currently working yeah, yeah. on yeah. so let's just use the lemon peel stitch for example okay. which is a uh, a double crochet followed by a single crochet and you yeah. repeat that mm-hmm. and then in the second row it's the same thing where there's a single crochet in a row before you put a double crochet mm-hmm. where there's a double crochet in a row before you put a single crochet okay so that's the lemon peel stitch so i like to do out a swatch of the stitch that i'm trying to modify and then i'll study it Mm. What do I like about it? What don't I like about it? Mm. What What are the elements that I want to keep? And what are the things that I want to change? It's not enough to just know that you don't like it. You need to know why you don't like it. Would a swatch just be enough? You can do a huge swatch if that's uh, what you okay. want. Okay. You can take an existing work that you've already done. Say a, a cardigan, for example. Mm-hmm. You can take a current cardigan, a crochet cardigan that you own and have done in the past. 
that you've maybe followed a pattern to a T and realized that you don't like certain aspects mm. of it. Mm. And think about how you can adjust it. You know, really study it, really hold it in your hands, really play with it, really feel, do it in a different, a few different size hooks and then study and see what you don't like about it. Yeah. And this may, this may take a little bit of practice because it's easy to point out what you don't like. But it's not easy to point out why you don't like it. Yeah, yeah. And after that, try to figure out a way to like rectify that, that yeah, those exactly. issues, right? Or a lot of the times we see we know why we don't like it, but we can't figure out what stitch is causing it to <laughs> yeah. look that way. So it's it could be yeah. either way. Yeah, that's you know? true. Yeah. So really take your time with it mm. as you're building it record everything that I say this a million yeah. times yeah. document everything because that's going to help you in your modification yeah I mean this is definitely not like an overnight thing you know? definitely not this is not yeah. even like over a month thing <laughs> this will take you some time yeah, because sure. not only every time you do a modification you should be doing it you should be creating this bag over and over again. Yeah. So you have different renditions of bags. So until you sort of like come to the perfect one that you really like right for yeah sure. so the very first one will obviously be you know a proof of concept yeah yeah Right, and once you get that, then you have the second iteration of things, mm. and then you have the third edition of things, and then fourth and fifth. And, you know, there's a joke between Mel and I that all her crochet stuff <laughs> that she owns are sort of, it's a little bit half-whacked, yeah. because it's all my experiment, ex- experimental yeah. pieces. It's like, a, this is like a bubble tea holder number five. Yeah, <laughs> pattern number five. Yeah. And, you know, it can be a little bit of a waste so really only try to modify patterns this way when you know that you have yarn to spare mm. and get cheap yarn, do it in cheap yarn. Only when you're pretty certain that this pattern works, then you buy in the yarn that you want to work it in uh-huh. and then do it oh. because it's going to take out a lot of yarn. Yeah. So uh, do I, uh, in that sense, also need uh, experiment like uh, no, uh, uh, experience writing out patterns then? You don't right. necessarily need to write this pattern out, especially if you're doing it for yourself. Mm. Um, but let's get to that in a bit. Okay. So the next thing is once you've decided what is it you don't like, whether it's too much space in the section, whether it's too tight in this section. So a simple way to look at it is if it's too tight, could it be that your chain stitches is pulling too tight? Do you need to include more chain stitches in this particular section? Mm. Or could it be that your tension is too tight? Could you be using a different, a wrong hook size? Right. Sometimes we look at a pattern that we don't like and we think we need to modify it. But all it is, is just a difference of changing a hook. Oh, okay. And it could just fall very nicely into place with just a different hook size. You know, a lot of times I find that, especially with people who are learning, they tend to overthink it and they think that I need to modify this pattern yeah, because I don't yeah. like the way it looks and not not understand that just using a different hook size yeah. is a form of a gentle modification. Okay, yeah, that's true. And if it's, say, if it's, if it's too much space in this section, is it because your stitches are too loose? If you don't like so much space, are you able to fill up the space with something else? Mm. Are you able to include a stitch in this section or not? Is this something not? that I can just Google and say like, oh, okay, I want my stitch to be something, something, and then uh, I go online and like find the answer to it? I have never found any website that that would tell this to me. <laughs> okay. But if, you, if you're on, say, maybe Ravelry or what's this other website? Uh, Reddit. Oh, okay. I think that you're able to find crochet forums that do 
talk a little bit more about modifications, but this would be people's opinions on things. Mm. And it would be dependent on whether people even reply to that post or not. So right. it's sort of a hit or miss. It's not always a... It's not that you always get a response. Yeah. But there is no one main way yeah. of doing things. So it's not like there's any hints or so tips there's or no, what, you know, to how I can do like, uh, like a certain thing to you modify. You can get tips and tricks to make your work easier, but mm. how to modify something, really, there's no such thing. Okay. Because everybody works different. Mm. You know, if I do out a pattern and you do it out in the exact same thing, we it's get two different, different results. Different. Yeah, yeah. So there is no one right way. And because there is no one right way, there is no one right modification as okay. well. That's true. Okay, got it. So, the next step that you should always do is swatch it. Swatch everything. <laughs> swatch it to <laughs> death. You know? I think, like, the word swatch could be, like, the most used, uh, second most used word, I think, Probably in this house. swatch and... Your first word is yarn, maybe? <laughs> yarn, swatch, and I'm so excited. <laughs> Every episode I say that. Okay, so, yeah, swatch. Try different variations of your modification. Mm. And it's... Obviously, it's a lot cheaper. It's a lot faster. It's a lot yeah. easier for you to build things up. Yeah. Um, you know, start by changing your stitch repeat. Start by changing your row repeat. You know, and do do it. the The more comfortable you are, the more things you are able to change simultaneously. Yeah, that's that's correct. You know, and yeah. write every single thing down. What I like to do is I like to do up a swatch. I'll get a piece of cardboard or paper. And then once I'm done with the swatch and that paper has all my notes, I will staple, use a, or, you know, like paper clip it together. Yeah, yeah. And then I have a folder of all these modifications. Yeah. Only when I'm a thousand percent certain, then I will take picture of all the swatch together with the paper, store it in my computer for reference, and then just throw it away. Mm. You know, or sew it, or, you know, keep it all up. Or yeah. however, whatever you do with your, 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 your spare swatch. swatches that you want to throw, yeah, do that with it. <laughs> A good way... Okay, so once you're comfortable with all of this, a good way to start putting it into practice is clothes. Actually, clothes is the thing that requires... To do clothes. To do clothes, yeah. If you feel comfortable, if you've decided that this is how you're going to modify this pattern, for example, uh-huh. I would suggest you do clothes instead of things like bags it or It sounds what. so scary to me though because like clothes sounds like a really invested thing. At it least is. to me, you see. It is. But with that said, clothing pattern... Has it gives you the most leeway to try different different modifications? I, okay, yeah, I, I understand that. And so what I found is I would buy a pattern for clothes, and I'll measure my body in the different sections. So my shoulders, my bust, my underwear, my waist, my un- under my waist, my hips, and write down the different different measurements for that. And if you are generally, uh, say a medium size in this crochet pattern. Not everybody is a medium size throughout. So if you have a bigger chest, maybe your chest follows the XL pattern or the L pattern mm. and your waist and maybe your hips follow the medium and the small pattern. So what I found is it's a good practice when I follow the patterns at the different sections that are applicable. Uh, okay, so like uh, this section is, you do the XL pattern and then the, the other section you do like a S yeah, section. exactly. And so what a lot of patterns do is they tell you to find your size, they give you a chart, and say if you're a medium, then you just follow the instructions for medium consistently throughout the pattern. Okay. But what if that's not the case for me? Yeah, You yeah. know, what I if mean, my most, chest is larger and my waist yeah, is smaller and, and I need... people bodies are like that, right? Exactly. So you will never go wrong with modifying clothes. I mean, you could go wrong, but when, you come, when it comes to experimenting with patterns... Mm-hmm. Going with clothes is the easiest option because 
if you want to change from a medium to a L, you need to know what's the stitch repeat. Mm-hmm. And then you can just do it and experiment what the stitch repeat and increase or decrease accordingly. And all that would be down to your own skill. That would require you thinking about your pattern in the same ah. way that would require you would be need you would need to when you're trying to modify okay. something. So definitely clothes would be something that would be like good practice for me it would if be, I want to start. Yeah, because modifying. one pattern that you buy will give you the the pattern for XS to XL. <laughs> right. You know, sometimes they will tell you if you need to be a a size larger than XL. Here's your here's yeah. your stitch repeat. Yeah. You know. Uh, your repeat is like sixteen chains, for example. Okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So start with clothes. I think that's the best way forward. I think that a general rule of thumb is that when you subtract a stitch from a certain area, you want to add a stitch in a different area. Okay. And you don't want to keep subtracting stitches and not add it back. So if I'm going to remove a stitch from this section, to even it out, I will add on a stitch in another section. Or if I'm going to take away this stitch, I need to replace it with something else. And I think that's a general rule of thumb. So if I look at the pattern and I realise that I don't like the way the double crochet sit here, I'm going to remove the double crochet entirely, then I'm going to need to add another stitch, be it double crochet or not, in a different section so that my piece still lays flat in relation to the modification I'm doing on that particular stitch pattern. Okay. Yeah, I think that's just a general rule of thumb. Uh, The next is, do your research. Like I mentioned earlier, there is no correct way Mm -hmm. in crochet, so there's no correct modification. So start by watching YouTube videos and start by watching a lot of YouTube videos. You know, say you want to do a modification on the herringbone stitch. Look at, watch like five or six or seven or eight videos on the herringbone stitch. Because everybody will do it differently. Uh. And start to take note about who does what change and how it works and does it lead to the same result mm. and which result do you like the best and why do you like like it the best. Mm. And if you're going to watch seven videos, I'm assuming you're going to do seven swatches. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I mean, you shouldn't be lazy about it either. Yeah. But YouTube is a really good way for you to get very quickly, visually, a lot of information from different makers all at once. Yeah. So watch YouTube. I think that's a good way to also observe. Good resource, uh, yeah. Yeah, to also observe what other makers do. If you're comfortable enough with drawing your stitches in a diagram, you should try and draw it out. I think that will give you a good visual overview of how your stitch is going to look like without mm. you actually needing to do it. This would do. This is best for if you're trying to modify a mandala, for example, or yeah. stitches in the round because in the round it's very easy. It's just a to repeat. see, right? Yeah. And it's not so complicated like a stitch pattern that's worked up in rows uh, when it's when it's round. Mm. Another thing is, if you are not comfortable with that, then, and you want to try a brand new pattern, record yourself doing it. Put your camera on a stand. Or like video, t- video yourself video, doing it. Yeah, use okay. your phone or whatever and record yourself working and try to talk to yourself out loud as you're working into your stitch. Huh. So for example, uh, you could put your phone on a stand point it on your table and put your hand under the camera where you know you're yeah, recording okay. yourself crocheting and then talk to yourself so say out loud into the camera i'm going to chain you know i'm going to chain 5 here because i think this is the right you know length i'm going to do a a chain up 4 for my turning chain mm. because i'm trying to do a treble so that and talk to yourself through it so that you can remember or? so that you can look back on your work and see where you can change and where you can't because mm. it's very different from 
seeing yourself do it, it's very different from reading your own notes sometimes. Mm, mm. And if you are the kind that's more intuitive and you don't want to stop to write things down oh. and sort of, you know, go in and out of that process of crocheting, okay, recording yeah. yourself doing it is a really, really wonderful way yeah. also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That way, you can have many multiple videos of that same one stitch and chart your progress that way. And if you decide that you're going to, you know, you prefer video number three yeah. of your modification, you can just go back watch the video again and then transcribe it onto something yeah, onto like, like a pen note, and paper yeah. so you're actually transcribing from a video and not actually doing it and putting it down and picking up again because I find again, it yeah. extremely disruptive for me at least to be honest if I'm you know I'm trying to modify a pattern okay. and I have to put my yarn and hook down actually, all the time actually that's quite a good idea yeah, I think it's wonderful. I think if you've not tried this method already, you should you should totally give it a yeah, try. And it's so easy. Like, I can just pick up any phone or what and just, you know, record myself. Yeah, and yeah. now these phones are so advanced. The camera quality <laughs> yeah. is so good in phones. So, that's my take on how you modify things. Um, give it a try. And if you find it something that works for you, please feel free to leave it leave a comment on Instagram and let us know and share with people what you feel works for you. Mm-hmm. There's no one, one right way to do it. So, I'm actually pretty interested in knowing what how other people do it yeah be- and because you yourself modify patterns all the time yeah and i love to modify patterns so if you want to leave us a comment you can do so at our instagram and facebook we are at crooked crochet sg or you can whatsapp me actually at 912-72743 all your tips and tricks and what you find works and i might give it a try because you know i'm always looking for people yeah for new ways of doing it right uh, if you have any other questions or video su- suggestions, you can email us at crookedcrochetsg at gmail.com. Yeah, tell us so that we can talk about it, you know, and probably experiment on different things. Yeah, i love to know what you find is easier to modify because to me, clothes is pretty easy. But like you said, it's... It's very daunting and, and for very invested, I, I would think, you know, for me to even think about not following the pattern and to try something like new or mm-hmm. to try something different or create something for myself I, I I don't know maybe because I'm still a beginner so the maybe, thought of maybe. that just uh, is scary I guess actually from my point of view I think the hardest thing to modify is stitches itself mm. because there are so many stitches out yeah. there you have those books that is like 500 crochet stitches or, or so. 1000 yeah. crochet stitches and I just feel that whatever stitch I could pos- possibly modify already exists somewhere out there. I'm just like yeah. rediscovering yeah. it I myself. I do believe like I think I made a mistake of a stitch or something and then you look at it and you actually say oh this is something something. You, yeah, yeah, you actually did You actually did stitch, this. Yeah. I'm like okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's how I feel about things. Yeah. Um, and I think with that we've come to the end of this episode. Another good episode. And I will catch you in our next one. New episodes get released every Sunday at 12 noon. And I'll see you in the next one. See you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye.